Welcome to the Robert Murphy Podcast. Now at the end, we'll get into some college football, but to start, I have something serious to talk about. This podcast has been compromised, and I'll go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and cue the music. Today's a very sad day, and it really brings me no joy to report on this. When I think back and what I wanted to do and why I got into this business, I wanted to talk about contract extensions. I wanted to talk cap space. I wanted to leaf through Todd Gurley's medical records and figure out what level of arthritis he had. I want to joke around and talk about Aaron Donald workout videos. Maybe James Harrison doing some hamstring curls. I wanted to make Saquad Barkley memes and share them with my friends. I wanted to argue that Russell Wilson wasn't talked about enough, even though he is talked about plenty enough. I wanted to talk launch angle, and I wanted to talk about how Tim Anderson was ruining the game with bat flips, and how I see kids emulating these bat flips, and how it breaks my heart. I wanted to talk about how Javi Baez needs to tuck his shirt in and play the game the right way, how Cespedes needs to bench his chains before he gets benched. I wanted to go bubble popping and penetrate the NBA bubble and do some investigative reporting, like a Ted Quinn Jr. Clearly, I was naive, and there's a lot more important things at stake right now. Let's go ahead and cut the music. Today, I've learned that I've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray by no other than John Boyer. On episode one, John Boyer categorically denied having a football hit him squarely in the helmet ending the Saints' miraculous run into the playoffs. I believe John. He even came on the podcast and told everybody what it meant to play with the Saints on the chest, the Saint on the helmet, and number five on the back. I wanted to confirm John's statement because I had heard contradicting views on what happened that Saturday fall afternoon. And so I made a simple poll. A lot of people were saying it was one of the best polls they've ever seen. Certainly top three poll. It was an overwhelming agreement that the ball did in fact hit John in the face mask. And that Giles delivered a 90 mile an hour seed straight to John's temple. And the ball trickled down onto the ground. Saints lose. Now, John was mic'd up for that game, and I have contacted the audio coordinators who have archived all of this audio. Sure enough, I go to the correct timestamp. The noise I hear terrified me to my core. It was the sound of a perfectly thrown ball, a perfect spiral, straight into the ear hole of Mr. Boyer. John came on this podcast and lied to my audience. Now, I know a lot of listeners aren't journalists. They don't have a journalistic background. But you do not go onto another man's podcast and lie to his audience. That's You learn that in Journalism 101. Many people are saying John was disoriented after the play because he wasn't used to having an absolute seed hit him in the temple. And so maybe that's why he thought it was a bad throw. 
It was a perfect throw. The only easier way to get John the ball would be to hand it off and stick it into his gut. And maybe he'd hang on to that. So it's been made known to me that not only did John lie about that, but he was trying to tamper with the poll in multiple different ways. I've had people reach out to me anonymously because they didn't want to be, they didn't want to trace back to them and have John and his camp come after them. But they told me John had offered a bribe to change their vote, to vote that it was a bad throw. I also have very good evidence that John has created Instagram accounts and voted for the bad throw in order to adjust the results more favorably towards him. You know, I'm not mad John dropped the ball. Heroes disappoint you sometimes. I'm upset that John came on here and compromised my integrity with the audience. And he lied to you guys. Yeah, I'm getting emotional. Another man came on my podcast, a guy that I trusted. And he made out, he fabricated a story that was a bad throw. That's just is not going to fly on this network. Needless to say, I've severed ties with Boyer and his camp uh, effective immediately. Um, In order to maintain my journalistic integrity, I may have him on in a few days to say his side. But at this point, uh, I don't want any part of that. If I begin associating with John, people are going to start to think that my integrity can also be compromised. You know, I don't take any joy in this. I don't enjoy dancing on another man's grave. Uh, and anybody who is celebrating this in the streets, you, know, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. This is nothing to be happy about. This is about a young man, a talented man, who got caught up in, in his image and what he had become and lied to the public. It's honestly sad. And... I've been doing the only thing that has proven to make me happy, which is doing the renegade dance to Billy Ray's verse in Old Town Road. But not, not even that has made me happy. I've thought about closing up this podcast because when you lead off with a, an episode like that where there's just complete lies, uh, it's really tough to, to come back from that. And so I have reached out to some local columnists who write for the dispatch they simply told me to maintain my journalistic integrity. I told them, you know, it's hard having your hero betray you, a guy you looked up to, a guy you emulated, a guy you wanted to be. They told me to channel all that energy into my journal. And so I started journaling. And once I was looking at that fresh white piece of paper in my journal, one thing became abundantly clear. This issue is much bigger than sports. I had uncovered the secret of John Boyer, and I'm sure he doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to have to go ahead and say it to maintain integrity between me and the audience. John is a phenomenal athlete, but he lacks the clutch gene. Once I came to that, I began, began leafing through John's stats. In basketball, 0 for 3, 1 for 4, 2 for 10 in the fourth quarter. In football, All his drops, fourth quarter, fourth downs. It became very clear to me what John was. 
John was like LeBron James in the 2011 NBA Finals. And that football that hit off his face mask, that football was little tiny J.J. Barea. John finished his career with zero championships. Zero. He played with a lot of talented guys. He was a talented guy. But he was never able to win the big one. John got some coaches fired along his way. He left a a dirty path after him. Some are saying he, he may not have made his teammates better. He was taking all the reps in practice. So some of the slot guys, some of the younger guys... John didn't really care about them. John wanted to get his and get out. As I said, I have ended all communication with John. My integrity still stands unweathered, and I still stand by what I've said in that interview. But quite frankly, I've I've done a lot of soul searching and what you know, what what do I want to do? You know, is this what what's going to happen? I'm going to have guys come on here and they're going ahead and and making up stories. I can't stand for that. Um, So this might be the last episode. But what I I can say is John is a fraud. Football player John is a fraud. And I am officially canceling John Boyer, the football player. Okay, let's talk some college football. The big news from this week has been the Power 5 conferences have canceled their non-conference schedules. What does this mean? Not much because the majority of these games are big school versus little school, like a Clemson versus the Citadel. These games are like 56-3 to in the third quarter. Not many upsets, not many marquee matchups. However, this year, one of the big matchups was Alabama versus University of Southern California. Bama would have crushed them, but it would have been cool to see the two biggest football programs playing against each other. Looking at the college football season as a whole, I am getting nervous. I think they're going to delay the start of the season and play a condensed conference schedule starting October 1st. I think the virus needs to be contained a little bit more for the NCAA to feel comfortable throwing out these student athletes on the field. Let's shift to baseball. Baseball has taken the complete opposite approach that the NBA has. The NBA has set up a bubble, thrown in tons of money to make their players feel safe. MLB is like, yeah, maybe wear a mask out there, but you guys can go back and forth from the field to your house. Um, Just two completely different approaches. So it'll be interesting to see if the MLB is a lot more affected by the virus than the NBA is. Now, in theory, the NBA should not be affected by the virus. Each person coming into the bubble will be tested. Um, but I just have a feeling someone is going, the virus is going to penetrate the bubble somehow, some way. There's just too many moving pieces, too many people going in and out. Uh, I feel like it's going to get in there uh, at some point. That's about it for the sports talk this week. Not too much going on. I think next week there's going to be more sports stuff going on. So I'll be talking about that the next few episodes. Now I have, to be completely honest with you guys, I've broken my vow of silence with Mr. Boyer and offered him a chance to come back on the podcast and explain face mask gate, why he thought it was necessary to lie to you guys. Uh, I really have no idea. We'll have to wait for his explanation. And if it's not satisfactory, he will be banned from the podcast and this network. So be on the lookout for that and more sports talk coming up. And after the John 
episode. We'll have one more at the end of the week. And so that'll be three for this week. And I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening and talk to you guys next episode.